This podcast is sponsored by Position Green. To be an insider, you can subscribe to the Green Insider Podcast, powered by eRenewable, wherever you get your podcasts from. And please leave us a five-star rating. Welcome to the Green Insider, powered by eRenewable. Each and every podcast, host Mike Niemer will bring you energy experts to help you better understand the renewable and sustainability space. Education's important to us because it's important to you, the listener. Now, here's Mike Niemer. This is the Green Insider Podcast, powered by eRenewable. I'm your host, Ron Culver. Today, CEO of eRenewable, Mike Niemer, sits down with Sajada Kumar, founder and CEO of Decider. But before we dive into this conversation, here's Mike's better half, Ann Niemer, CEO of eRenewable, with an important message. Position Green helps companies build resilient and sustainable organizations. Position Green has a unique combination of ESG software, advisory, e-learning, and assurance that drives sustainability success and empowers positive change. Visit positiongreen.com to learn more. Thanks, Ann. And now here's Mike Niemer with founder and CEO of Decider, Sajada Kumar. Welcome into the Green Insider Podcast, powered by Renewable. This is episode 211, and our special guest today is Sajatha Kumar, founder and CEO of Decider. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Mike. Yes. Uh, well, our good friend of the show, Jane Stricker, introduced us to each other, and I'm so glad she did because you and I, we talked counting the pre-talk this morning three times before this show, which is more than most of my guests and I talk, <laughs> you know, so we, we know a lot about each other and you have a lot of great knowledge that I want you to share with our listeners. So thank you so much for joining us today. I know today we're going to start talking about net zero and the energy, the security within the energy space, so on and so forth. And so I want to turn it over to you and share your thoughts on all those topics. And before it's all over, let's lead into how does your company decide or help the industry and in the issues we're going to discuss here today. Yes, Mike. And, and you know, shout out to Jane. She's a great connector uh, in the industry. Uh, love her. Um, but yes, uh, net zero, the, the topic uh, of the day and uh, a very important one at it. Um, and, you know, uh, I've been in the energy industry for a very long time and um, see the complexities that the energy industry has to face, but this is a new crossroad here. And um, it, it, it is a complex change, and it, there's a reason it's called transition. With the energy transition being complex and um, many dimensions that have to be unraveled here between the ecosystems and the infrastructure that has been brought together for um, many, many years, um, Companies need to thread this needle very carefully. And, um, and I think of it as a balanced approach because energy transition needs to come with energy security. And, um, and so how do you bring about this approach in a very Goldilocks way? What I mean by that is you need to um, kind of think about this in the right timeline. Um, you can't go too slow or you're not going to uh, achieve climate impact in the timeline that companies have laid out for themselves. But if you go too fast, you might have unintended consequences. So how do you balance, I call this the trifecta, which is 
reliability and security of supply, matching the supply to the demand, um, but do it with the right economics because affordability of energy is an important aspect. Um, and you know, if you think about all the different energies that are coming into play right now, each of them have different growth rates and different maturity rates. So as industries are trying to adopt new technologies, they really need to think about these economics, um, but also think about how you don't shift the problem. Um, so, and shifting the problem is going to be detrimental because uh, you cannot save emissions in uh, one side of the, the equation and increase it in others. Um, so if you kind of think about this from a reliability of supply, I mean, think of the different energy, um, you know, the, the different sources of energy that's coming into play, whether it's hydrogen or geothermal, nuclear, all of these have suddenly, um, you know, getting a lot of investment. Um, it's, it's getting to a point where companies are piloting them, but getting it to mainstream is going to take a lot of time. But the industry has to think about all these sources of energy in order to achieve that energy transition. So how do you plan for that? And how do you understand all the constraints and the risks of that? Um, uh, economics are important. Uh, the, 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 the way I think about it is as companies think about all these different energy sources, as they invest in them and as they uh, bring them into their own operations, like how do you think of ca capital efficiencies? And how do you think about bringing them in so you're gonna have this sustained energy transition? And again, um, you know, when I talk about shifting the problem, I, you know, uh, the way I think about it is just because you're using a net zero energy that doesn't give companies the green light to shift the problem and say, okay, um, I'm not, go I'm going to produce zero carbon energy, but I'm going to pick that up. Um, you know, it, it, I'm going to transport it somehow, and that's going to generate emissions. So you really need to look at it from an end-to-end -end value chain and make sure that it's um, zero carbon. Well, you know, that's that's an issue everybody's facing now. Uh, is like putting it, taking it from one pocket and putting it to another, yeah. right? And when we're trying to achieve net zero, it's so difficult. And a lot of people did put very aggressive timelines out there, and I don't know how they're going to do it without <laughs> simply buying carbon credits or renewable energy credits. That's the only way they're going to get there yeah. mathematically, right? But, well, you know, when these companies do shift the problem from one to another, uh, somewhere down the line that has to catch up with them. And when these companies, some of them get as aggressive 2030 or 2035 to be net zero, and we know that's not really going to happen, and others are 2050, 2060 even, you'll yeah, see from yeah, time to time. Yeah. Do you believe on what you've experienced in the marketplace, net zero can be achieved without attributes being purchased? You know, uh, it, it, it's a perfect question. Uh, I believe renewable credits and, and um, you know, all the, the credits are a means. Um, it, it's a good starting place. Um, it, it really, you know, that's going to jumpstart the industry. But uh, companies need to think about how they're going to um, kind of go about it 
in the long term in a more sustained operations because at the end of the day, uh, you can't shift the problems either. Um, you know, you, you cannot emit carbon um, and supplement it with renewable credits. It's surely somewhere companies need to start today. Um, so the way I think about it is um, plan for it. Um, you know, 2050, it, it seems like a, a long, uh, you know, long time away. It's actually not so far away when you think about what you have to achieve. Um, so you need to start planning for it now. Start, one of it is you need to think about it from an energy efficiency perspective. How are you going to constantly think about uh, reducing the consumption of energy? And that is going to be one side of it. The second side of it is, you know, think about where you can, um, where you can use, um, you know, renewable credits to, as you electrify, but go into, um, you know, where you can think about one of the biggest things that I say is microgrids are going to be um, the, uh, a big lever in getting to net zero because as companies um, uh, electrify, they can buy renewable credits, but they can also think about how they can bring in a multi, um, uh, a microgrid aspect of it in order to power their operations. Um, and then they have all these, because companies are not going to uh, immediately electrify. Electrifying does cost money. As they electrify, they can have different ways to bring in the new sources of energy, but really plan for, um, you know, whether it's a microgrid approach you want to go or do you want to go with, you know, if you're using natural gas in your operations, how can you use CCS technologies or you can actually, um, it, it, and, I, you know, the companies are going with certified natural gas, uh, which is low carbon. So there are different ways, companies, there are just different angles that you want to bring in. And that's why planning becomes so important. And um, the reason we kind of brought in Decider as a technology is because we looked at these multi-dimensional ways companies need to plan and understand uh, capital efficiency, economics, and emissions all in one place. So we, this integrated planning along this uh, value chain is really something that companies need to go with in order to understand, you know, to, to am I going to be using renewable credits? Where am I going to use it? Am I going to electrify? Am I going to use natural gas and diesel for the time being and then move into other forms of energy? What other forms of energy are going to be sustainable for me? This is the complexity companies are dealing with. Yeah, you know, if I listening to you, I instantly think of when I was a trader and I'd put a hedge on. A hedge is when you own something and you sold something, so your net position zero. Till you turn green and electrify your product, the most efficient way to hedge your sustainable market is to put on a renewable energy credit or exactly. carbon credit. But as you build and better your green e ecosystem throughout, yeah. you then lift those credits exactly. away and exactly. you get rid of the attributes and then you stand alone. That's what you're trying to get across. Exactly. Exactly. You just have to, you know, it's a perfect uh, analogy there. It's just, you know, how do you hedge? You need to get somewhere today. You need to electrify. 
are, uh, you know, you're not going to be able to um, get green sources of energy immediately. So hedge yourself, and but don't stop there. That's the point. Don't stop there. You just need to keep moving, um, and green get to that green form of energy, uh, so that you can really sustain yourself and get to that 2050 or whatever your timeline is. Do you see, uh, and this may not be your market, so if you yeah. don't have an answer, that's okay. Yeah. But do you have an opinion when the U.S. is going to have more standards put in place for public companies like they already have in Europe? Do you, do you have an opinion on when that might take place? Um, it's, <laughs> it's, um, it's really not my area of expertise. Um, so, I'm, you know, I'll pass on that question. Okay. Yeah. You know, from what I hear, people expect it within the next five years. But I don't know if that really will take place. It, I don't know. Yeah, um, you know, U.S. with all the political uh, environment we live in, and you know, uh, it, it's going to be um, it's going to be contentious to get anything through our uh, Congress to be able to have, uh, you know, any sustainable form of uh, policies that we go after, I mean, even with IRA, it's not very clear. Companies are not jumping on IRA because the, um, it, they don't know, you know, what is the, how, how is it going to pan out? How, how, how are they going to be, uh, what kind, how is that tax benefit going to come back to them? Um, so companies are not jumping in with both feet in. People think with the bipartisan and the IRA, that there's going to be, yes, there's a lot of money to be spent there, but you know, I don't see companies clamoring because the rules are not extremely well baked yet. They're not clear. They're not they're not clear. They're not yeah. clear at all. Yeah. You know, the in the in the last I think it was about a month ago, we had a follower Friday with Jason Stanley with our sponsor position green on. And they just put out their ESG one hundred report out of Europe. And he was talking about how a lot of the people involved in that report that they published were U.S.-based companies, but they transact in Europe, so they had to abide by the European rules. And so, so many of our companies, public companies, are worldly. They're not just domestic, right? Yes. And so, whether we have it here or not, they're already having to do this, but it just might not, might not be yet in North America. That is so true. So, you know, uh, when I look at my customer base, a lot of my customer base, I get a lot of pull from Europe. I get a lot of pull from Middle East. This surprised the heck out of me. Um, and that's because those company, those countries are able to have a lot of mandate on um, and, and push money into it because they want to be seen as non-fossil fuel-based countries. Um, or less fossil fuel-based countries. And so they're hedging on either doing greener forms of energy using um, renewables, or you know they are looking into hydrogen as an economy. They're looking a, a lot into CCS because they have so much gas. How can they bring this about from a more uh, CCS perspective? I get a lot of pull from the Middle East, which is very interesting for me, Europe, of course. Um, U.S., it's just an interesting story I'll tell you, is, uh, you know, one of the power producer is um, actually looking at how to use the IRA into um, shipping hydrogen overseas. Well, that is interesting. Yeah. And, and so um, just because the market is outside, 
the market is not catching on in the U.S., but as you said, you know, we live in a global economy, so people are going to go where there is a market, hoping that the U.S. market is going to pick up as well with all the hubs that the Department of Energy is funding. Um, I think it'll, it'll pick up, but you know, from a policy perspective, um, and it, it's going to be very difficult for us to make it to a dollar of hydrogen or um, you know, where the storage is going to pick up uh, the storage technology is going to pick up. Um, you know, no one has a crystal ball. I mean, this has dynamically changed in the last three, four years. The changes, uh, you know, it's it's incredible when you see the market today. Uh, but no one has a crystal ball as to, you know, when it's going to be at an affordable stage where people can pick up, um, you know, hydrogen or others. Um, and that is, that's where we are. But, um, to your point earlier, we need to start somewhere. You know, there's a lot of wind farms and solar farms that's been built over so many years, continues to be built with the IRA credits because it's a known technology, a known area, but there is no way every electron is going to get to the grid. That is the biggest constraint we have in our system. In, 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 in the U.S. or around the world, uh, grid is the biggest constraint. So how do you get the electron that has been produced um, to industries all over, renewable credits is an answer. Um, the moment you can send some energy to a grid somewhere in in North Dakota, you can have somebody in in Gulf Coast or anywhere else in the world get that credit, right? And that is, as I said, it's a means to an end right now because of all the constraints we have in the system. Well, tell the listeners how your company, Decider fits in this whole game plan that we've talked about today. Where do you guys come in and where can you lead your expertise to help us all achieve our net zero goals? Well, you know, so I felt this pain working in companies. Uh, data and insights are the most important um, uh, aspects that companies need to have to figure out how they are going to transition and how profitability transition. Without profit or uh, efficiency, Companies, this this will not move the needle. So, when I, you know, when I went through it, uh, working with companies, I I told myself there must be a better way than the way companies do this today. So, you know, we kind of went with a digital first approach to be able to build this integrated platform so that companies can come in and think through all these complexities in one place, right? The, we talked about this multi-dimensional con, uh, complexities, whether it's constraints, capital efficiencies, economics, and you know, trying to grapple with knowledge um, and data which doesn't exist today. Um, so we have brought together an integrated platform to solve for all of these issues. So company, we want to make it easy for companies to accelerate transition, but do it with Precision, that is an important remit of our platform, is precision. How do we do this analysis, provide companies with the ability to understand trade-offs, risks and trade-offs, and finally, just kind of bring all these aspects together so that companies can, um, you know, decide with confidence 
which direction they want to go and build that portfolio. And you talked about expertise. We have actually taken that expertise and put it into our technology. That is the benefit companies get to when they work with Decider. And of course, you know, we have a team of experts that we also bring to the table, but we want to leave behind a technology, a digital first solution to help energy transition. Well, my last question for you, I want to try to simplify it even more. A company has your technology, mm -hmm. they load it, what some of their goals and aspirations are, and whatever else that you ask for them to download in, and your technology will tell them and help provide them the best path to that net zero target based off the information they put in the system? Is that what you're doing? Um, so I will, I will take a thread through. I'll, I'll define a use case. Okay. So companies want to plan for their energy. They can come and do a baseline based on, okay, these are the different forms of energy I use today. What is my current baseline emissions that I have? That's table stakes. Then they can plan for what are the different kinds of energies, whether they want to buy renewable credits, whether they want to buy, you know, whether they want to do a microgrid or they want to just bring in hydrogen or geothermal as an energy source. They can just look at their entire operation end to end and figure out what kind of energy mix they want to bring in. And if they did that, what is the kind of economics? What is the emission? And so that is something whether you're a oil company or you are a technology company that is actually trying to build um, you know uh, something to deliver to these uh, oil companies or petrochemicals or large industrials you can come to us and we will help you uh, you know kind of figure out that energy planning on the second level we do a techno-economic analysis across the entire value chain so whether you're uh, whether you're building a um, you know, whether you're building a storage technology or new energy or you are trying to um, kind of look at your value chain and think about, you know, what are my economics, what kind of energy do I need to build in, we can do all of that. So between energy planning and techno-economic analysis, that's what we do at Decider. Sajatha, thank you so much for joining us on the Green Insider today. If any of our listeners want to get a hold of you or want to learn more about your product, Tell us how they can reach you. Um, absolutely. Uh, I can al always be reached at sujatadecider.app. That's D-S-I-D-E-R dot A-P-P. Um, and, you know, our website has all the information that you need. Go to www.dsider.app. We would love to have a conversation. This is uh, the most important thing that's happening in our uh, around the world, and it requires... Uh, a lot of conversation, and we'd love to start start with that. And you can always have access to uh, their LinkedIn page and website on the show notes for the Green Insider. Thank you, as always, for listening to our show. We appreciate your time. And once again, this is Mike Niemer for the Green Insider, Power by Renewable, saying good night. Have a good day. This podcast was sponsored by Position Green. For an introduction to our sponsor or find out how you too could be a sponsor, refer to our show notes to contact eRenewable and the Green Insider Podcast.